0: Hello, and welcome to Talkin' Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all your friends. This episode, the 2022 debut of Chin Music, all about Major League Baseball on and off the field. As I have been for over 20 years, I'm joined by award-winning author Rick Robinson, who lives in the greater Cincinnati area. I am in Baton Rouge, and we did this on radio for a long time, our fourth year into the podcast world. Chin music. Hey, like, share, let your friends know all about it. You know the drill. In today's episode, we'll talk about the MLB lockout, some new rules for this season and next. Payroll, competitive balance. Got some interesting comments on the payroll in Major League Baseball from the top – which is the Dodgers, to the bottom, which is the Orioles. we have all of that and much, much more for you. Rick Robinson and I will have some predictions for you in a couple of weeks. We typically let the season get going before we do that. So this is Chin Music. we got lots of podcasts at Talking Sports with TK. We want you to check them out. Connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter youtube i'm the oldest dude on tiktok's talking sports with tk you can search for it like that we will be glad to get you a link talking sports with tk is available on all your major platforms or wherever you listen to your podcasts in fact let's listen to a message from our host anchor and then we'll come back we'll be joined by rick robinson it's the debut of the 2022 season of Chim music all a part of talking sports with tk i'm tommy christians stay tuned We continue with Talking Sports with TK, as I mentioned, Chin Music, a look at Major League Baseball on the field and off the field. Again, I'm Tommy Chrysan, and as I have been for 20-plus years on this feature, I'm joined by award-winning author Rick Robinson. Rick lives not far from Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. We just love to talk baseball, Major Leagues, on and off the field. Now and then we might throw a minor league story or a college baseball story in, but Chin Music, as we call it, primarily all about Major League Baseball as we start with our first podcast of 2022. Rick, good afternoon. How are you?
1: You know what, Tommy?
0: It's a wonderful day. It's opening day of the Masters.
1: It's opening day for baseball. You can almost smell the grass. You can almost hear the crack of the bat and the snap of the leather. It is just a wonderful day to be alive for people who love sports and particularly We are finally,
0: finally, finally getting the 2022 baseball season underway. I could be wrong, but this could be the absolute first time that round one of the Masters in Baseball opening day was on the same day. Of course, we know baseball starting a little bit later than it intended to. And that was because of the 90 plus day lockout by the MLB owners of the players and sooner or later, they, finally, they missed some games, a couple of series, a couple of weeks. But you're right, finally get to start it. But the lockout, I think, frustrated a lot of fans because up until the final two weeks of what we now know is the lockout period, they weren't in any hurry to meet. They went some 40 days after the lockout began before the very first meeting. So, hey, the, the lockout, some of your thoughts, Rick.
1: You know, I'm trying to figure out right now what the long-term impact of the lockout is going to be. In particular, as I sit here in in Greater Cincinnati, I live on the Kentucky side of the Ohio River. About you're right, about 15 minutes I can be in seats at Great American Ballpark. And absolutely shockingly so for opening day in Cincinnati, which as you know is Tommy, is a grand tradition here in the Greater Cincinnati area schools get let out early uh there's a parade there is more stuff going on in Cincinnati than there has ever been any place else but I got to tell you they haven't sold out next week's opening day game wow i'm sitting and that is to me just shocking so i'm sitting back trying to figure out is it the lockout that people just got disgusted at millionaires fighting with billionaires or is it the fact that the Reds are dumping salary? Now, we're going to talk salaries and we're going to talk a little bit about the disparity in salaries in a, in a little bit. The Reds aren't at the bottom of the of the barrel, but they have certainly gone through the things that you expect from mid-market teams where they dump salary and go to their minor leagues and go to their development system, bringing up guys like Hunter Green, bringing up, up folks in through the through the system. But there has been a lot of anger in the greater Cincinnati area for the dump that they have done with a lot of the players that people liked. Uh, but I can't figure out which it is. I can't figure out if people are still upset about the lockout, and I can't. But I can't tell. On the other hand, if it's if it's just Cincinnati because everybody's upset at the Castellini family for
0: what they're doing. Well, I, I'll tell you, i I give you this, the plain answer. I think it's a combo of those two. Time will tell. And then we got to look at other ballparks. Did they sell out? And then also what's expected of that team. Did they do a salary dump? Or or they somebody like the Blue Jays that have a lot of bl- buzz around them and expectations are high, even though they didn't make the playoffs last year, came close but didn't make it. But Cincinnati, that's a unique story, and you know it as well as anyone. And I'm going to be curious to see how that does play out. I do.
1: Yeah, Tommy, you know, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. And I think one of the things that's going to happen as you take a look at ballparks around the country, owners are going to be looking at whether they're getting a return on their investment of the money they're putting into the salaries. I, I tell you what I'm looking at right now, the payroll tracker for major league baseball and the disparity between the top and the bottom, I think is greater percentage-wise than it has
2: ever been in baseball, and I think it's something we're going to be hearing about all season. I, I agree with you, and it's going to be interesting to follow that as well and then you know see how it transferred to success in the standings, as they say, and, and the chase for the postseason when we get near the end of the season. So that's going to be a topic that's not going to go away because it is, is a huge gap. Max Scherzer of the New York Mets, his salaries more than the entire payroll of three or four major league baseball teams. And that's not good competitive balance from a salary uh, team salary you know, comparison.
1: Well at the top of at the top of the list is the Dodgers who have a payroll of two hundred and seventy seven million dollars and then you go to the bottom and the Baltimore Orioles are spending thirty million. And you take a look at that and you realize, you know, the Dodgers probably finally figured out what the Yankees have been doing for years. And that is buying a championship, but it's not always worked out that way for the Yankees. I mean, that's one of the things to look at. I think what's going to be interesting this time, if you look at some of the teams that have been cellar dwellers or some of the teams that have always been in the middle of the middle of the pack, like guys like the Phillies, um, you know, the, 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 you know, You take a look at those top 10 teams and you look at some of them, the Blue Jays, you look at it and go, is the talent going to pay off? Are they going to get a return on their investment? Are they going to really get the number of wins? You know, maybe we'll replace war with, uh, you know, wins over salary with (laughs) was, you know, wins over salary cap uh, is what I think they're going to be looking
2: at in this coming season. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Another thing that came out of the collective bargaining agreement uh, that was negotiated to end the lockout uh, for this season, the universal DH designated hitter in the national league. And then we got some other rules that'll kick in in the 2023 season. Praise
1: the Lord. Pass the biscuits. Thank God. We finally have the DH in both leagues. There is the, I, I know you and I have had this discussion over many, many years but I am so glad that now both leagues will have the designated hitter. I know you're not a big fan. You've been coming around. I've been I've been beating on you a little bit to get you to come around every year. Uh, I think you'll see a difference this year in, in the, the play. And I like the fact that we're extending some guys' careers that we want to go out and see. We're going to do it in both leagues now.
2: Yeah, that, there's only a handful of pitchers that can quote-unquote hit or have any legitimate threat at the plate. Uh, a lot of them can bunt, but oh, well. I do like the strategy of the pitcher. Do you leave him in? Do you
0: take him out of the double
2: switch? But I get it. Most people, chicks dig the long ball. Most people want to see an eight-to-six game, not a two-to-one game. And it uh, does uh, give more guys a career who can hit to be able to go to the plate and take an bat So I've kind of come around on it. As you said, you've been beating on me for years.
1: And I'm a fan. They've expanded the roster a little bit from from the early time, and I think that has to do with the short spring training. And I, let me ask you something, Tommy. I mean, think about this. Unless you're unless you're a pitcher, is spring training too long anyway? You know, in the old days, guys used to be you know work at the lo, local car dealership. They used to be a, used to do very things in the off season. They come in out of shape. Now they pay these guys to be in shape all year round. Is spring training too long anyway?
2: It probably is because you hit the nail on the head. If you go back many decades, spring training was so guys could get in shape. and went to the warm weather climate to get in shape. Now with the money these guys make, man, they're working out 51 weeks out of the year, if not 52 weeks out of the year. So, you know, other than pitcher's arms and all of that, they, they have such, you know, arm care has, been, has become such a big thing.
1: wouldn't mind having pitchers and catchers an extra couple of days and then going into a shorter spring training I think that would be that would solve a lot of the issues going on here because you're right these guys are in shape it's not like the old days when again I our old dear friend Jim Budding, God rest his soul used to talk about you know going to being a being a broker during the during the offseason then having go down to uh, Florida to get in shape that
2: doesn't happen anymore Well, and for those younger people who may be listening to us, the NFL used to have six exhibition games because guys had to get in shape for the season. And now they're down to, what, two or three exhibition games. So, anyway, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with spring training next year. But also next year, they're going to do away with the shift. They haven't totally defined that yet. They're going to make the bases Shift. There's one way to get rid of the shift, Tommy. There's one way to get rid of the shift. Learn to hit to the opposite field. I agree 100% but but major leaguers don't don't uh look at it that way. I will give you the perfect example. I talked to a former major leaguer uh this was maybe 2 summers ago, Joey Gallo who's now at the New York Yankees. You know, they do this extreme shift on him. He's a left-handed hitter. And one time when he was batting I'm telling you, the shortstop was 10 feet from second base. Everybody else is on the right-field side of the bat. If he were to drop the butt down to third base line, it might have been a double. It would have certainly been a single. And I told a former major leader, I said, why would he do that? Said, because he gets paid to hit home runs. He's not going to drop the butt. I said, but he's also getting paid to get on base. He's also getting paid to help his team win. So it's a fair argument, and there's a lot of people on both sides.
1: Yeah, I I just I just look at the whole idea and going.
2: It's not the shift, it's the hitter.
1: So, there we go. The other the final thing is we have to put up with the second base runner for one more season. But not in the playoffs.
2: Uh, that, that's that's but not the only save in the, that the Not in the
1: playoffs. We yeah. will, we will have to put up with the silly second base runner rule for extra inning games. They, Rob Manfred is so excited that no game won't be on 13 innings last year, and I just think that's an abomination to the game. Uh, forget it. I don't mind staying for a 13-inning game. I can tell my grandkids. Well, it,
2: if, if I can get into semantics, I will. They call it a ghost runner. It's not a ghost runner. It's a real runner. Okay? I mean, quit calling <laughs> it a ghost runner. A ghost runner. A ghost runner is like when you play in little league baseball and you go, "Hey guys, I, I'm gonna hit this ball. Let's pretend there's a guy on third because you don't have enough kids at practice." That's a ghost runner, not that, that's a real runner. You call it the tenth inning runner or the extra inning runner. Uh, you don't call it a ghost runner. That's just a little bit of a or uh, uh, whatever. Well, hey, Rick Robinson, uh, it's fun to kick off.